0: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Nick Talks. Um, interesting one for me. Um, because um, lately I've been forced to really think about death a lot. I don't like thinking about it. It really, really makes me very, very scared. <laughs> Um, Yeah, there's nothing like a nice little existential crisis to wake you up in the morning um, and send you to bed at night with fear. Um, But we all go through it, right? At some level. And and the reason why I've been forced really to grapple with this when you see my cat in the background if you're watching this. (laughs) The reason I've been forced to grapple with this is because for basically the entirety of this month, for the past two or three weeks, I have been faced to deal with um, the occurrence of my father's death. Um, and death is not fun to deal with in general, but it is definitely strange when you have to deal with the death of somebody that you had a terrible and strange relationship with. And um, I've spoken about the way that my father has impacted me very, very openly on TikTok, um, on here. Um, because it, it it plays very much into my mental health journey and my mental health development uh, or lack thereof <laughs> um just i guess my mental health journey because it is definitely a roller coaster um and um and it's been um it's 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 a little it's it's hard um to talk about the negative impact of a parent uh openly not uh, not necessarily because you feel any guilt about it sometimes but it's because of the pressure from outsiders to not, because we have this uh, this notion, uh, especially amongst religious folk, um an evangelical Christian um, frame of thought. They, you know, that's still your father, and you must honor your parents, and all of this shit. Which to me. Um, sometimes serves as a way to gaslight um victims of abuse which who very very um often are children at the hands of their parents likewise um the same guilt that is uh inflicted upon you know wives to obey their husbands and you know um and and they very often are a victims of abuse from their husbands um, and so it's really hard sometimes because people tell you how they're people try to tell you how to heal. People try to tell you how to process your trauma. People want to tell you not to be angry. And I've had to get into the habit of telling people to back the fuck off and not tell me how to grieve, not how not tell me how to process my trauma, not tell me how to work through it, and that no amount of DNA shared. Excuses somebody from the evils that they have done to you, whether they're a parent, a sister, a brother, a cousin, an uncle, a grandparent, whatever. Uh, None of that excuses the choices that somebody made in life. Um, And as one of my good friends, um, a fellow content creator, Amanda Just Vibin, says, is uh, everybody dies. Uh, and dying doesn't make you special. Um, a lot of people don't like to speak ill of the dead um, for various religious and superstitious reasons. Um, but as my as Amanda said, um, dying does not make you special. Everybody does it, and you don't automatically gain um, a right to grace. And forgiveness, just because you died and you've crossed over to the next plane of exi- existence or whatever, that does not make you special. Um, and it's really funny because, as far as we know, that person that has crossed over um, does is does not um, is not really affected t- uh, at, to the extent that we are used to being affected um, by what they leave behind. And that's kind of what I've been thinking about, and I want to talk about today. Um, it's so funny that we—it's so funny that we can be so concerned with the feelings of someone who can no longer feel in the way that we feel here on this earth. If there is a life after this one, um, they are not presently in this one, and that is what counts. Um, there's a quote that always stuck with me from season four, I think, of Sherlock, uh, with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. Um, and, uh, and Sherlock is, uh, trying to convince someone, uh, trigger warning, by the way, um, trying to convince someone not to commit suicide, um, and he says, uh, your life is not your own, keep your hands off of it, um, and he goes on to, um, explain what he means by that. And he's like, when you die, you are not affected. Um, It's the people that you leave behind that have to feel the grief, the loss, the sadness, to feel torn apart. You are not suffering anymore. You know, you presumably are not you you are not presumed like you're not involved in this plane of existence anymore. But everybody that you leave behind, the people that you impacted, the people whose lives you were a part of and were a part of your life, they are impacted and they have to deal with the repercussions. They have to deal with the the after effects of you dying. And um, you know. And it's really, and (laughs) some, it might in a way sound counterintuitive to really even worry about how other people feel about your death um, because you go in alone and you go out alone, right? And so, really, there may be fundamentally no intrinsic. motivation or 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 like yeah motivation to um to to make sure that you leave a good mark on the people that you leave behind when you die because it won't impact you it won't presumably hurt you once you're gone it's not that's not a pain that you will experience so why not be selfish and just do whatever you want in life and honestly to some extent that is true you come in alone you go out alone and so you really like you you honestly should do whatever makes you happy and and try to live uh, a life that that brings joy to you while you are you are on this earth but at the same time we are social creatures are we not and we have relationships that that bring meaning to our lives. Um, we choose to get married. We choose to have children. We choose to have pets. We choose to buy houses. We make a lot of choices. We like make a lot of choices to like really tether ourselves to other people. And I don't think that's something that should be taken lightly. I've been mourning the loss of a father for about four years now because my father told me four years ago um, that I was dead to him as he is to me Um, after saying that um, he would pay me back a few thousand dollars of money that I had loaned him throughout the years. Um, This is what happens when you call out a narcissist. Um, They would rather inflict unspeakable pain on you than to admit that they've done anything wrong um and so i've been going through that grieving process for about four years now because it happened in 2018 and i moved on with my life as if he were dead because i had to i had to i could not wait for his conditional love to cycle back to me um I was very aware that I was depressed and traumatized and at the time like you know just really really going through and and just just starting to navigate the difficulties of PTSD. Um and I knew that if I stayed tethered to him um that I would end up going down the same path of failure and anger and maybe even narcissism as he had. And so I let that go and I operated in my life as if he were dead. And now he is. And it, it really just served as a confirmation that I did the right thing. Because he went to his grave without acknowledging his wrongs. He went to his grave without asking forgiveness from me. And he went to his grave without apologizing. Um, and, and because of that, because I've considered him dead for four years... And had just dealt with that absence of a father and grieved the fact that I will just never have a father and I may never have a father figure in my life, which makes me immensely sad. It's something that I will always be missing, but it's something that I've already gone through the process of grieving. And so when it came time to deal with the details of burial and funeral arrangements, I felt very empty. I felt very just annoyed and weird and inconvenienced now granted like you know grief is grief grief is strange and I know that it's going to impact me in 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 strange ways in the coming days and weeks and months um but nevertheless um I knew that if uh, if I had found out rather that my mother had died or my brother had died um or even some of the friends that I've made in the last few months had died I know that I would be Beside myself, I would be a wreck. I would need help. I would be in emotional just distress. I know that. I know that they would have that impact on me. I know that they would have that impact on lots of people. But the sudden absence of my father in this life, the almost lack of visceral reaction was alarming. And it was very telling of just how many meaningful relationships he created and destroyed. How many people he pushed away to the point that even in death, so many can't be bothered to deal with you, including your own daughter, Now, like I said, depending on your belief system and and really what we know, we don't know what happens to us when we die. And I don't know if he's able to witness anything that's going on. But if one were able to witness what happens after you die, I would think that you'd hope that you lived a life that brought you joy and and satisfaction and pleasure but also that you made meaningful and healthy connections and that you were a positive influence and a positive force in the lives of others um you'd hope that people feel more than awkwardness when you die i think that if he were able if he is able to see what's happening in the wake of his death right now he'd be very unnerved and disappointed but it would be what he but he would be reaping what he sowed and in a way i believe that he is and we all do (laughs) like I said, we don't know if we're able to really see what happens after we die. A lot of people have fantasies about attending their own funeral to see how people react or like what people say about them. And, um, hopefully we, you know, we make a point to say the things that we want to say to the people that we want to say them to, uh, to them before they die, because people will never, you will never hear your own eulogy. You know what I mean? But I think that if we care about being good people, truly, if we really, really care about what kind of person we amount to be, what we grow up to be, uh, the kind of person that we die as, I think that we should really think about whether or not we are living in a way that not only makes us happy, but, but also... But also positively impacts the people that we come into contact with. You know, I've always been one for self care and putting yourself first. And I always, always will be. But there, but like with everything there in life, there is a balance and there has to be a balance between taking care of yourself, but also taking care of the people that you choose to form attachments to the children that you choose to make, the people that you choose to date, to marry, to have sex with, to, you know, to to cross paths with and you're not gonna please everybody not everybody's gonna like you and you're not gonna like everybody that's completely fine but if the general sum of your life is so negative that the impact of your death amounts to nothing but an inconvenience especially to the people who whose heart should be broken because of the part you chose to play in their lives. It's heartbreaking that I don't feel more, I feel. I feel like I've been cheated out of the ability to be heartbroken over the death of my father. No one should feel this cold. No one should feel this, eh, towards the death of their father. Yet, that's what he left me with. Someone who was once... You know, I'd once do anything for their approval. At the end of their life, it amounted to that. And I think one thing that his death has taught me is that I don't want to end up like that. Even though, presumably, when I die... I will not get to suffer the impacts of my death. But I know who I might possibly leave behind. And and I care about them. And I love them. And if I truly love them... <laughs> you just... I don't want... I don't want my absence to be more of a bringer of peace than my presence on this earth you know you don't want the people you love to fall apart you know completely you don't want their lives to completely go to shit just because you're gone but you do want them to know that they were loved by you right You know, I go back, I go to this wonderful quote from WandaVision that Vision said, what is grief but love persevering? And, you know, you want the people that you leave behind to know that they were loved by you. You want people to know that they were cared for by you, that, that, they mattered to you because that's what I was deprived of Um, at the end of my father's life. I was deprived of that assurance that I had the unconditional love of my father that will forever be something that I'll never have. Um, And that is his legacy And I don't want that to be my legacy. And I'm grateful that up to this point, I believe that I have lived a life in which my friends, my husband, my family members um, know that they are loved by me. And that if I were to leave this earth today, that I leave them so much love. I, I leave them all the love that I have for them in this plane of existence right now. And that if I'm able to, after this, that I can I will send so much more if I'm able. Um, death is inconvenient. It's inconvenient not to you, but to the people that you leave behind. The money that goes into it, the planning. You have no idea how much it costs to just bury or cremate somebody. I'm finding that out. It's ridiculous. It's really dumb. Death isn't convenient. So knowing that you will die one day. If if you care, I hope you try and live your life in a way. That if you were to disappear, if you were to leave today, the people in your life who have, you, who have you formed attachments to, with special responsibility to people that you chose to create, people that you chose to share a life with, I hope that you would live in a way that they know that they were loved by you. Because there's nothing more sad than than your death resulting in basically the worst game of hot potato ever where no one wants to deal with, no one wants to like literally have your ashes. Like, it's awful. It's depressing. So anyway... That's that said, episode of Nick Talks. It's honestly making me a little anxious to talk about, but I really wanted to get it out, and I'm glad I did. Um, and so I'm probably going to go take some medication because I'm feeling a little, ooh. But um, yeah, make sure you follow me on all my other social media, N-I-C-Q-U-E-M-A-R-I-N-A, on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, um, and also YouTube. And um, And I'll see you at the next episode. Thanks, guys.